So welcome again to Cosmic Connections. Uh, we have with us uh, Rachel Archuleus and myself, Harry Croner. We are the hosts of uh, Cosmic Connections. In today's subject, we're going to talk about um, hybrid children, hybrid between extraterrestrials and human. So um, it's, we read a lot about this in, in all kinds of accounts and books and all different uh, um, things that we read about and, and listen to. But it's really uh, hard to put a face to it or to uh, have, you know, really understand the concept um, without really having a first first account for uh, someone who has really encountered themselves. So we have Rachel with us, and, and she actually has experienced that herself. So I'm going to ask you some, several questions, Rachel, but why don't you go ahead and start telling us in general what is what was your experience with that? So it's funny. Just like in my regular ET connections, I was having a lot of contact with the hybrid programs long before I actually consciously knew that that was, was happening. Um, like for example, when I was younger, um, five, six years old, I remember my stomach being really puffed out and thinking that I was pregnant and later in life getting confirmation, like that was part of, you know, the whole hybrid program thing. And then I was just being really perceptive, um, and, and I've had some very odd experiences having to do with that program, but the actual connection with the children has been pretty interesting. I've had dreams where um, I've conceived hybrid kids and saw who I was partnering with. Um, I've had connections with the actual children telepathically and through art and through seeing ships in the sky and kind of knowing that that was like them kind of saying hello. So my experience is pretty varied though. I don't consider myself an expert in this cause I don't really study it other than my experience. I talked to a couple of people about it, but uh, yeah, so this is just really. This really your experience. Well, yeah. I, I have read extensively on a subject years before I've met you and I've actually had experience with some of my clients who has been, who are part of the, uh, the hybrid program and have uh, depicted very similar um, accounts of being in the ship. So maybe we'll start with, uh, tell us a little bit more, if, if you remember consciously, even now or in res retrospect, um, have experiencing being on, on the ships or being taken first. Uh, can you tell us a little about that? Yeah, so my experience on ships, it has been coming back to me for the last couple of years. Um, I was definitely, I understood what was happening as a kid and the fact that I would be screaming all night and my parents would not be able to console me and I wouldn't remember it in the morning. So all of that kind of fits in. But as far as what I remember from the ships myself, um, a lot of times my uncle Brian was there and um, it's funny because we actually look more similar than anyone else in my family. Um, and we're both part of the hybrid programs so I don't really remember a whole lot. I mean, I definitely remember um, like the Mantis people and being with the Zetas and um, the ships feeling very big when I was a little kid and like kind of seeing people all the way across the, the big room. Um, and what, what else was in the big room? It was kind of like lined with, um, you know, in like Star Trek, how they have those instrument panels below either a wall or like a big window. It kind of looked like that. It was very 
monochromatic, like very grayish, silverish. Um, you mentioned uh, while you were on the ship, I, I think in one of our conversations, you mentioned uh, seeing the other incubators or places where they grow the... the... Oh, yes. Yeah. So that, I don't know if that was on a ship or not. I don't, it could have been, but yeah, I have a lot of memories from kind of like other lifetimes, not necessarily this lifetime of um, seeing, you know, where families are grown and um, having um, a better understanding of how Zeta families worked and how it was more of like an assignment when it wasn't necessarily like there were bonds, um, but it was a very dry matter of fact feeling like you were paired together. Um, it wasn't like what we experience here on, on earth as like a family bond. Yeah. With all the emotional connection and that kind of stuff, it's just not as the same level. Yeah. Like you could definitely say there was a bond in it. You could call it emotional, but it was very, it was different. Nothing like we really have here. It's hard to explain. That's okay. Um, yeah, it, it is hard to explain because it's just not the same experience. Um, so t- tell me a little more about um, how y- your connection with what be- would have become uh, your your uh, galactic children, your, your children of this, this hybrid children. So tell us a little more about that connection and in- encounters. Yeah, so um, it was in a reading I did with the creators channeled by Daniel Scranton, where he kind of validated a lot of what was going on for me with the hybrid children, that yes, I have them. And yes, you know, when I was younger, that that was being part of the program. And, um, and my interaction with them, you know, I'm very telepathic and they would pop in from time to time. So I was aware of their existence. And I started seeing ships around that time as well. And, and I kind of felt like, okay, that was them peeking their little head out of the clouds and saying hi. Um, And also I work with them nightly uh, as like a teacher, facilitator, trainer, even for um, their uh, caretakers up there. But let's see my specific experience. I mean, I've just had little conversations with them and nothing big. I've never been really called to like prepare for them on earth. I know a lot of people are doing that. Like um, Bridget, is doing that with her harmonious earth communities and kind of setting up places on earth for the hybrid children to come. I've always felt like I work with them on the other dimension. And so mm-hmm. it's not necessary for me to go that path. Um, yeah. But whenever I've wanted to talk to the kids, they've been there and they're just, they're cheerful. They're happy. They're learning. It's like it, a lot of that childhood wonder that child children here have, they have as well. And feel like, they're even more excited than kids here because they're encouraged to learn and grow where they are. You know, kids here are kind of stifled and they're not being stifled. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I just feel like this tremendous warmth and love from them whenever I check in and they're doing fine. So I don't worry about them, you know? Yeah. I actually have uh, uh, being part of the quantum healing uh, hypnotherapy community. Um, we have actually, met and, and talk in, in the forum we have a lot of people who are reporting a lot of this uh cases of, of having communication with uh yeah let's call it in the the children or offsprings and um in one case i know that um this lady actually she actually has a um, direct connection with them on the ships and, and she actually calls upon them 
uh, consciously and, and at night, you know, she goes there and they communicate with her and, and share with her and, and show her, you know, show her around the ship and, and um, do have a very kind of tele- mostly telepathic connection um, and appreciation for, for her role in, in, um, in this bigger, um, bigger world uh, and, and universe that we live in. And then I think one of the important things to understand about this is a lot of people approach it with fear as if it's something that wasn't uh, uh, approved or allowed. And I think it's really important to know that all of these uh, uh, connections, even though a lot of them are, are not conscious, and a lot of people tell you they're not conscious of it for most of their lives, um, and, and there's fear involved in the actual encounter sometimes, especially as, as young children, but it is all made with a, a certain agreement, a certain um, spiritual agreement that was done even before um, we came here. So it's important for people to understand that this is not done um, um, without permission, without uh, agreeing to do it and being part of this uh, uh, really uh, fairly uh, extensive program that uh, brings so much into into um, all that we are, all that we are becoming as a, as, a, as a species. This is an acceleration, not only for their service. A lot of people think, oh, they're just doing it, taking our DNA and doing it for their service. No, it is, it is an enhancement of everything. And they are partly human and, and they are an extension in a, you can say, a newer branch of humanity um, that is, is highly evolved and it's going, and it's, it is still representing us in, in many, many different ways. And we have to accept that as, as in just a, a continuation of sorts of, of, uh, of, of our own in just different branches, different ways. And, so I think it's important to give the, the perspective onto, onto this whole thing and not just fear, uh, feel like it's just being, again, uh, uh, some sort of a, of, a, of a rape or something that is uh, unpleasant. Uh, it is unpleasant when you, the fear is involved, but it is, it is agreed upon on, on higher levels um, in our consciousness and, and spirit. So That's true. Yeah, it's definitely by permission um, from higher self to higher self. But I think I want to mention some things, especially for women who have been part of these programs, um, mainly the Zeta one, because the Pleiadian hybrid program does exist. And it's, it's a little bit different, though. It's not so physical. Um, it's much more um, light body to light body, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, but a lot of women have experience of trauma feeling like a sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be kind of hard to overcome. I remember growing up being very um, modest. Like I wouldn't like unbutton the top button of a polo shirt. And a lot of that had to do with the fact that I I had this inner feeling of being violated and mm-hmm. looked at and taken advantage of. And even though it was permission base, of course, my humanness didn't know that my, my conscious being wasn't aware of that. And so I unconsciously felt what was being, you know, taken, right. My part of my body was being taken out and, um, and used as well as a carrier vessel. And if you, if you're having a dissonance there, like if you're not conscious of what's going on and you're not conscious that it's a love-based thing, but you then you can feel in your body that something is happening that's kind of beyond your control, it's a very upsetting thing. 
And I don't think that this is happening now. I'm pretty sure that a lot of this is dried up and not really continuing. But um, if you're listening, you may have those memories or you may remember feeling like that in high school. Um, Or, well, for me, it was in high school, uh, middle school age. But for you, whenever it happens. Um, And just kind of be aware of that. And you can now kind of maybe do some healing around that and know that everything's fine. Nothing really happened. Um, That was, you know, you weren't like raped at the dentist's office or something. Because that's what you could think happened. You never know. Um, Because those feelings are definitely there and they're valid. Um, But now you can maybe put, put together where they came from. Definitely validating it because it is it is a, a, a very deep a personal. Um, you can, at that point, feels like violation, and that's important to address it and not uh, come over it. Um, yeah, I was wondering if there's anything that else that you want to mention as as part of this uh, being part of it. How does it feel now as as you are looking backwards and looking at it? How are you shifting your mindset over it and, and what do you feel um is your uh, about your role in it well there's kind of a lot to that because i'm i'm part of the zeta program i'm part of the pleiadian program i myself am a pleiadian hybrid um i didn't grow up on a ship per se kind of but um i was altered here after i was born actually no when i was in utero um inside my mother. And so growing up as a hybrid has been interesting in itself, but being part of the program, it just feels, um, it feels good. It's almost like I'm serving my country, right? Like people go (laughs) into the service and they do things that maybe are uncomfortable or not the normal thing that everyone would do. And this is kind of the same thing. I've had experiences that were very uncomfortable and to the logical mind wouldn't make sense of why would you do that? But um, I'm happy to have been of service in that way and kind of added my DNA into the mix. Um, And the other thing is it requires a lot of faith. You know, I need to have a lot of faith in my brethren on different star systems that they're going to take care of me and they're going to put me back when they take me or Um, make sure everything is all healed up and correct because you know they really are doing things to your body and yeah um one of the scariest things that happened to me just happened a couple years ago oh the beginning of last year actually i was having some menstrual issues and like bleeding very often and um like my i just couldn't get my stomach to go And I'm a pretty thin person. So I noticed these things really quickly. And it lasted for so long, a couple months where I was just bleeding, like, mm, at least once a week, and I'd have periods, like in between periods. And it was just really disconcerting, because I take really good care of myself. And I don't go to standard doctors. Um, (laughs) That's another show. But um, it it was really freaking me out. I mean, and I was even having these weird symptoms of like smelling weird. Like I smelled like syrup and I smelled like must. And I, it was like all these weird symptoms. And I had a feeling that it was um, my little friends doing something, but I had no idea what it could be. And so finally I kind of got really scared. Um, and I, 
I finally asked my angel friends, like, please (laughs) tell me what's going on. And so I was doing this, I was in bed and I normally talk to my guides and angels then because it's just easier. So my angels were there. I asked them what was going on and they said, we need to bring in the Pleiadians. And so I said, okay. So they brought in the Pleiadians and they told me that, um, well, they lifted this baby up out of me in um, different dimensions. So not physically, they didn't lift anything physically up, but they showed me what was in there. And I was like, oh, and they said, it's not ready yet. And so they put it back in. Um, But then a couple weeks later, it was gone and I was fine. My stomach was flat (laughs) and I'd never heard of that happening before. Um, Not even in what I told you about the, the session I had with the creators, they didn't mention that. And I didn't obviously have bleeding symptoms when I was six. I didn't have a period yet. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I was pretty freaked out. And a couple months later, maybe one or two months later, I was reading the book um, Custodians by Dolores Cannon. And I think three quarters of the way through that book, there's an example of that exact thing happening to another woman. And so I got my validation there. Um, But it was horrifying to go through um, not having any idea that that's what was happening. So that is a story of you have to have faith because you never know what's going to happen. And I do trust them. Once I knew it was them, I was fine. Um, Internally, I wasn't freaking out anymore, but I didn't even think to ask at first, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I've read actually a lot about this, and many, and, and it's kind of a consensus that it looks like that if they keep it in 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 the the, the human body uh, for about three months, and then they transfer it into um, to continue to growth somewhere else. It seems like this is a, a period that is a must, and it's uh, the most important in the development of of the the, the baby, um, and and the, the 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 crucial elements of of a baby in the first three months, as we know. So it, it is, uh, seems like they have chosen to do that. And, and I've read numerous accounts of people, no, women who have experienced that and had um, no three months that felt like as if they just had uh, a miscarriage or something like that. Mm. They had, so it, it feels exactly like that. Uh, it feels like a miscarriage. Like you got a pregnant and you got a miscarriage. And, and women who are in the program, and that happened to them several times in life, not like incessantly, but definitely several times in their life as they participate in the program. So it's, uh, it's something to, to acknowledge and, and see when you, and you said, like, as you said, trust uh, in the process, but it is, it is hard to have um, that, as you said, that dissonance between uh, clear knowing and, and just being like what, what, what is happening to me. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's important to, um, to acknowledge that. Okay, let me ask you another question. I want to ask you if you, um, what do you remember at the time uh, you spent on the ships while, as you mentioned, educating them, teaching them um, on, the, on, the, on the ships? So what do you, what were, what was the subject? What was the, um, the things that you have teach, taught them? Mm-hmm. So that is what I do at night. I'm normally sleeping. Um, Though I can do stuff multidimensionally while I'm awake, um, it's interesting to do that. Um, I don't 
So I don't really recall all the time what I'm doing up there. I have been told that I help them with emotional integration Mm. and that, um, you know, these kids have emotions. They are born very much like a human. So they have that full range of excitement and um, fear and sorrow and, you know, jubilee and all. I mean, everything that you can think of that you've experienced in your life. And the caretakers that are up there, the Zetas, that is all very new to them. And they do not have the wide range of emotions that we do, even though now they are connected to their emotional bodies. So helping them deal with the kids and helping the Zetas integrate uh, their emotions is what I'm mostly focusing on because I've had that experience here of um, having so much Zeta influence in this life for me and also being a human. Um, I've had to go through that myself. So I guess that's what my specialty is up there. But other than that, just, you know, playing with them and, and answering their questions are very smart. They ask amazing questions. They're really fun to be around. Um, you know, and they're learning all sorts of stuff like how to eat <laughs> and um, how to play and how to kind of fit in a little bit. And they're, they're kind of learning about how to be on earth. And they're also being taught about their abilities, their you know, psychic and telepathic and all those abilities. And so um, one of my jobs is to observe and just take notes and kind of see how the progress is going. So you could kind of say I'm a counselor um, and facilitator, emotional trainer, that kind of thing. Very good. Now, when, when um, they are in that, I want to mention, I don't think we mentioned it before, that the Zetas are what we call the greys. Yeah. Yeah. So not for those who haven't listened to the other podcast. And there are many different kinds of Zetas too. I just want to right. say that like there are tall ones and short ones and um, all, I mean, there's a lot of different kinds of Zeta beings. Okay. And I know that uh, like, for example, the mantid, uh, 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 the mantoid uh, race, they're really, really tall, correct? Yeah. And uh, very long and spindly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's very, very tall, like 18 feet tall. And uh, Zeta's range, as you said, like from smaller species, which are four or five feet, like three to five feet tall into larger species, six to seven feet tall, six to eight feet tall, right? I think there are smaller ones too, but yeah, that's mainly what I've encountered. Very good. All right. And I have seen um, like the mantis people smaller, mm-hmm. more like taller humans, like, you know, eight feet tall. Um, but I don't know if that's just how they were projecting to me. You know, really these beings can can kind of do whatever they want. They can project however they want. and um, And so... Yeah, but what your guidelines are definitely just about the norm. Yeah. And I want to thank you very much, Richard, for sharing this very, very personal uh, experience because it is uh, important to uh, to put it out there and have other women uh, understand this and other people who are involved in it and keep it as if like a secret or, or, or not understanding what is happening to their bodies um, to allow them to know and understand uh, the greater picture that they're involved. So thank you very much for doing this. You're welcome. I mean, I really wished I had something like this. Um, 
a long time ago. And I know that there are some amazing pioneers, like I mentioned Bridget earlier. Um, she's amazing in what she's doing about her work with the hybrid children and making all this normal because this is normal. Like this is happening in your everyday life. You're not, you know, dreaming it up. If you have feelings that maybe this happened to you, then investigate them because it'll add so much, um, trust in yourself when you know that, okay, I had this feeling and it was right then you're going to live a much better life instead of just thinking that you're crazy or ignoring it and thinking, Oh, there's nothing wrong with me. You know, nothing happened to me. That kind of stuff can really eat away at your self-confidence. And I think that's terrible. So um, yeah, I hope this helps. (laughs) Yeah. Very good. And I've I've, uh, also want to mention that this is a worldwide phenomenon that happened um, until about 10, 15 years ago. And then that program seemed to have been stopped. And we have got several confirmations from um, actually many different sources that this type of program, at least especially with the Zeta, um, has, so as always, you can say like the regular abductee kind of experience has been stopped. And I don't know, I don't know if, if it's because, well, several main, major reasons because they, they reached a point in which they, they had enough of what they needed. Um, and the second level is because they realized um, based on the publicity it received, that it was causing a, a major fear um, among uh, hum- humanity overall. And they really wanted to stop the fear factor, which is uh, hindering the, the, the evolution of, of humanity and the, and the progression of their um, integration into our lives in a more conscious way. So they decided to stop this program. So right now, just people know this is not happening anymore. But as you said, anybody who was born 15 years and up uh, ago um, might be part of this program. And again, this is a worldwide, and I know of cases, I know of myself of some clients that have been born different places around the world. And this is, this is not just a, um, some subconscious fear or, or, or um, misunderstandings or, or just kind of things people read in some books and, and start to fantasize about. I really want to uh, validate this. This is happening to people that have no idea about this, have not, did not research it, did not read about it, did not, did, did not, uh, were not exposed to this literature um, in any way, shape, or form prior to, to understanding their own experiences. So um, really wish uh, people understand and take it uh, very seriously and know that this is something that is happening and not on the conspiracy level. I really want to make sure that this, uh, it, it's really important to, to uh, distinguish the two um, if you really notice, and, and, and maybe we should dedicate a whole podcast to the conspiracy stuff, but I notice that a lot of people are um, really um, developing and working on the fear level. And if you notice anything that has evolved with fear, which is anything to do with conspiracy, no matter if it has a hint of truth or not, if it's involved with like no, that kind of like it's fear or being manipulated, we're being it is something that is involved with the fear reduces the vibration. It is a lower vibration um, look at things, and it is far from the truth. The truth is the pure truth is usually involved with love. Uh, and, and this is really how our universe operates. Um, so I want to make sure people understand it. Uh, stay away from, from conspiracy stuff, even when you see it on the net, because these days, unlike when we were younger, um, it was almost impossible, except for like very rare books to, to read about this, which I hunted for, uh, I remember like very much so. Um, but uh, these days, there's so much information and a kind of uh, plethora of information. But it's, it's a lot of it is, is mistaken and um, uh, taken from the, the consciousness level of fear 
and uh, distorted in that way. So it's important to see it in a way, and especially we're talking about like, like this subject, which is very personal, very intimate, um, to take it with, with, the, with a grain of salt, whatever you read out there, and just take things as they are. And I, I thank you so much for doing this and, and, and showing the world that this is not uh, something that is um, no, terrible um, or, or that it brings um, no, suffering for no reason to, to, our, to our people. Yeah, I mean, we haven't really talked about what the program was all about. Should we give a quick synopsis of that? Yes. Because that really helped me understand it more. And and my sister, who grew up really frightened of ETs, um, which, of course, I did not. I didn't have any opinion of them. I was kind of neutral about it. But she was really frightened. And when she heard the story, she really started to feel better and heal that connection. Where now she's more accepting of it and she's, you know, on board about the whole love your brethren thing. Um, so in a nutshell, the Zetas at least are our um, future cousins, basically. They're an evolved form of humans. And because of how they lived and where they lived, they um, altered their appearance so that they could survive. And they re... Um, Sorry. Sometimes when I start talking about this, I, I get a little like vibrational shift. Um, <laughs> and I forget some human words. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, procreate. They um, procreate through cloning. And after so many generations of doing that, you know that DNA can start to um, diminish and break down. And so they couldn't clone anymore. So basically, we made an agreement with them as being um, a partial match to their DNA, right? Because we're cousins and they're, um, you know, future humans. That we would supply our DNA to them so that they could um, procreate once again. So that's why they harvest um, eggs from females and sperm from males and they mix it all together to create new hybrid beings. And so that's basically what has been happening. And of course, it's all, you know, again, permission-based, though how they did it, because they don't, they didn't have an emotional body at the time. They had no idea that they were freaking us out. Just think about, I like to use the analogy of um, taking your cat or your dog to the vet, right? If you have a cat or a dog, you have to do things that, keep them well or that they, you know, would want eventually, they'd want to stay healthy, that freak them out. My cats hate going to the vet. They are terrified. They pee in their cage. I mean, it's just, it's pretty awful. And, you know, even all the homeopathic stuff <laughs> that I give them doesn't work to ease their tension. We're the same way. You know, the Zetas came, they plucked us out of our beds. They took us to the ship doing what we said we would do. Um, however, it was still traumatizing. So that's basically in a nutshell what, what happened. They've since started integrating their emotional body. So now they understand what they did and they're very sorry about it. They love us so much. They are basically family and they think of us as family. They care very much about us. So it was unintentional what they did. It served the greater good regardless because we got to process a lot of our fear and, um, yeah, so that's basically it. Did I you want to add anything? 
No, you did it perfectly. And, and, and just to give a, a, a similar uh, explanation about, uh, regarding our history and how they go back, it's like us going back to Roman times and starting to, to, uh, to take some samples from that because of something that we needed um, a, a little more raw material. Um, so, so it, 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 and to be honest, if you think about it, if we're going to go now with our, just even with our, our aircrafts and go back to, to Roman times and take them to a, a medical facility, it look really, really frightening to them. Um, and, and they would not be able to understand what the hell happened. They came to like some hovering crafts over them. And so it really is not so far in our future that those are, are, are again, it's not even cousins. It's, it really is, um, as we said, it's, it's, it's we're, we're kind of going through time and kind of recreating uh, ourselves and, and what will become, again, that hybrid um, civilization. I would, I would leave it as, at, at that. So it's, it's really is, is that, uh, it, it's, it's that simple. It's just given that, I mean, I'm happy you, you did that and we given it this perspective so people understand that this is not so, um, well, it is out of the swirls, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it is a, a more, um, there's a better comprehension of it. And when you give it that kind of examples um, and, and, and perspective, so it's not, it's not that um, foreign to us, uh, the whole concept and the reasoning and, and the, the purpose of it. So thank you very much for doing this. And well, I hope you, uh, the audience enjoyed this and, and uh, learned a lot from this. If you want to leave some comments on the podcast, please do so. And uh, we'll have some more coming up very soon. Um, if you have anything else you'd like to add or share in your own stories, your own experiences, if you have questions for me or Rachel, please just uh, leave comments by the po- uh, with the podcast um, or, co- or contact us in our, our um, own websites. My website is harrycroner.com. And uh, for you, Rachel, it's sapphirus.com. Yep. S-E-P-H-Y-R-U-S. Very good. Excellent. So thank you very much. And I hope you enjoy us very uh, and join us again very soon. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Bye.